Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, the race to save Christmas. New South Wales in COVID containment mode as thousands make a last-ditch effort to get out as tighter border restrictions come into force. Queenslanders have just hours left to get home for home quarantine. From tomorrow, everyone will be sent into hotel quarantine instead. And on the Gold Coast, the border is being very closely monitored. Police are randomly intercepting vehicles, but that could become a hard border within days. While in Victoria, border barricades have returned, with long queues expected at entry checkpoints as the state protects itself from another wave. Many Australians are staring down the barrel of a very different Christmas this year. Well, let's go live now to our team of reporters and first to Serena and Aloro in Sydney. Serena, millions of residents will now have to follow tough new COVID restrictions. Yes, Matt, we will, and it's because health authorities believe this is the best way forward. Yesterday, of course, we saw the number of cases associated with this Northern Beaches cluster balloon from 30 to 68, prompting the Premier to reintroduce restriction reintroduce restrictions. Now, uh, there has been, there ha it's hoped these new changes will be short and sharp, uh, saving Christmas ahead of a very important time, quashing that Northern Beaches uh, cluster. So until, they will be reviewed uh, on Wednesday. Until then, you can only have 10 people inside your home. Uh, the four square metre rule is back and there will be no singing and no dancing. Of course, the Northern Beaches is still in a full-scale lockdown. Many, of course, uh, adhering to that, but some, it's, for some it's been very difficult to swallow. But here at the airport, there has been an exodus, travellers scrambling to get out before those borders close and Greater Sydney is declared a COVID-19 hotspot. Sydney now finding itself in a very familiar position, cut off from the rest of Australia. Yeah, tough new restrictions for people wanting to visit loved ones in aged care homes as well. Bianca Stone is at Brisbane Airport and Bianca, Queensland has slammed the borders shut. Matt, good morning. We certainly have, from 1 o'clock this morning, Queensland are closed to all of Greater Sydney. The first flight has just touched down here in Brisbane from Sydney since those new restrictions were implemented. You have to imagine lots of Queenslanders on that flight because they have until 1 o'clock tomorrow morning to get back into Queensland to avoid going into mandatory hotel quarantine at their own expense over Christmas. Authorities are also warning anyone who's come from Greater Sydney into Queensland since December 11 that they must go and get 
tested and go into home isolation until they get those test results. Police say they will be checking on anyone in home quarantine. In the past 48 hours, they have revealed on Sunrise that four people have been caught doing the wrong thing. They've been fined and then placed into a hotel quarantine. The Premier says she will not make any apologies for these tough new restrictions. We are in a health emergency. There are now concerns that Queensland does have some COVID within the community. There has been some positive test results in sewage in Cairns, Townsville, Cleveland and also Gold Coast. Matt, we'll have a chat to the people coming off this flight from Sydney. It seems it is fairly full looking at that baggage carousel behind us. Yeah, it's a mad scramble. Tamara Bow Tamara Bo is at the Queensland border. Tamara, we spoke to Queensland police a little while ago. They gave us a sense of this massive operation uh, as people move back mm. into the state. Police have returned to checkpoints overnight. Oh, they have, Matt, and it's come as a bit of a shock to people who have woken this morning to find those checkpoints back in place, in particular those border residents who really weren't expecting it to happen quite so soon. This is the checkpoint that is on the Gold Coast Highway out the front of the Coolangatta Airport. You can see that traffic is really starting to bank up now. It goes right around the corner back into New South Wales as police stop and check each vehicle to make sure that they haven't been into those new COVID hotspots in the last couple of days because anybody now entering Queensland from New South Wales must have that new border pass back up and ready to go because police say if you don't, they will not hesitate. They'll turn you around and send you back across the border. We met 44 flights yesterday and had to process over 7,000 people through our airports. Already last night, we've instigated some checkpoints uh, on our road borders, the M1 and the Gold Coast Highway. This latest Sydney lockout also a devastating blow for our tourism operators who really were hoping to cash in on a Christmas bonanza but instead they now face the prospect of mass cancellations. This latest lockout creating a $200 million hole in the local economy. Uh, also some new rules in place for some of our venues, pubs, clubs and cafes given 72 hours to scrap their old uh, sign-in systems for patrons. They must now transition to uh, online or QR scan codes as well. They have 72 hours to do so, Matt, or otherwise they face the prospect of harsher restrictions in place ahead of Christmas and New Year. So tough for those operators, a lot of them already on the brink. Nathan Curry is in Melbourne as Victorians rush home from Sydney. Nathan, just how long do residents have to get home? Uh, they've only got until midnight, Matt, and then they'll be locked out as well. The Victorian government has extended its New South Wales red zone to incorporate uh, the entire Greater Sydney and the Central Coast. So as it stands, if you're a Victorian returning from any of those areas, if you get in today, you can do your quarantine at home. But if you get in tomorrow, then you will be sent straight to hotel quarantine for 14 days at your own expense. So there is a bit of a mad rush today. There has been 13 flights from Sydney cancelled already this morning. So the first one in uh, doesn't get here until around 9.30. Up at the border it is a mad dash as well but checkpoints are already in place and police have said that they will be staffing those uh, 24 hours a day. And to just make it an even bigger day for Victoria, the final report into our failed first hotel quarantine program is due out today. So hopefully we'll finally get some answers into what went wrong there, Matt. Yeah, we're holding our breath for the detail in that report. And Amanda Backman is in Adelaide. Amanda, there's new rules for Sydney travellers there too. 
Uh, they sure are, Matt. Authorities here say they are concerned about what is going on in New South Wales, although they say that they do have confidence in the contact tracing system there. Nonetheless, new rules came in at midnight. That means anyone from Greater Sydney who comes to South Australia will need to go into mandatory 14-day self-quarantine. They also had testing here on arrival at the airport. They'll need a further test at day five and again at day 12. Those same rules also apply to anybody who arrives on our road borders and police have re-established the checkpoints there. We are hearing reports, though, that there was some confusion here at the airport last night, that perhaps some people were told that these rules had come in early. So we'll wait to hear more about that today. As well, of course, there is a complete ban on anybody who comes from Sydney's northern beaches. They are no longer welcome here in South Australia. Christmas suddenly looking very, very different for so many families. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, team. Well, for more on the outbreak on Sydney's northern beaches, I'm joined now by the mayor there, Michael Regan. Good morning to you, Michael. Well, we're just four days out from Christmas. This is really having a brutal toll on a lot of the people down there. Uh, how is the community holding up? You know, it's funny, 12 months ago we were, you know, preparing for Christmas and we had bushfires raging, our volunteers were out, RFS crews out helping around the state and um, they missed Christmas uh, last year and we were prepared to help. We were looking forward to welcoming families from Gunnedah down to Royal Far West to um, get them off the farm and help them out through that drought stuff and roll forward 12 months and here we are in a COVID situation that no one saw coming and um, we thought we saw the end of and got over the hump and here we are just days out from Christmas doing our best to make sure that we can uh, make that happen and, um, and celebrate it with our friends and family but Gee, it's, uh, we've got to remain optimistic, but gee, it's not looking good, is it? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? That, that the sort of hope is that things will be under control by Christmas. Realistically, do you think that that is going to happen? Look, they're doing everything they can to put, make sure it's under control, and I think you've got to give full credit to New South Wales Health. Um, they're poor testers that are out there in the rain, in the sun, uh, long lines, long queues, people not very happy, not very patient, because who would be waiting in a car for six or seven hours? Um, look, they're doing everything they can, and they've seen the testing rates, you know, the 28,000, I think the Premier said yesterday. So that's a good sign. So, look, we can only do what we've been told to do, um, continue to be optimistic and pray and, and beg that we, you know, we'll get through this, I guess. And that's the, and, and full credit to New South Wales Health for what they're trying to do and, and get on top of this. Yes, let's get some more testing capabilities in that area because the residents are doing the, the right thing. They want to get tested, so let's make that a little bit easier for them. Yep. New South Wales Health also doing a great job. Well, Michael Regan, wishing you all the best. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. Have a good one. Well, New South Wales residents have been warned to brace for rising COVID infections in the lead-up to Christmas as the cluster in Sydney's northern beaches now climbs to 68. Restrictions have returned to the Greater Sydney area, including the Central Coast and Blue Mountains, as authorities try to contain the COVID outbreak. For more now, we are joined by Health Minister Greg Hunt. Good morning to you, Minister. Thanks so much for your time. How confident are you that this can Good be morning, contained Mark. before Christmas? It's, it's only four days away. Is that realistic? Look, I am confident that New South Wales uh, is on top of this. There's a partnership which the uh, Australian government, the New South Wales government and the people of uh, Sydney have struck. We know how to do this. Um, it uh, won't happen immediately, but what we're seeing is uh, testing, tracing, distancing, uh, the use of masks, all of these elements coming into play. Uh, 28,000 tests completed uh, uh, 
with regards to uh, the results announced yesterday, uh, we've uh, got a cluster of 68 in the Avalon cluster, uh, but right now the, uh, the people are doing the right thing and coming out and being tested. Uh, they're staying home. Other than that, uh, that's the report speaking uh, with Jason Falinski uh, and others yesterday who's the, uh, the local federal member in the area. So we've got a tremendous response from the community and I want to thank them. Uh, understand that it's hard, uh, but also express deep confidence. I think that, uh, and I've said for many months now, New South Wales has uh, perhaps uh, the gold standard of contact tracing, not just in Australia, but uh, right around the world. You are right, Minister, that those that are in the northern beaches of Sydney are wearing masks, they are staying home and they are abiding by those restrictions. But the rest of Sydney, you know, not so much. We know that the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, was very blunt. He said he has no confidence in the situation, given that there are no mandatory mask rules or stay-at-home orders outside that northern beaches area. Is he, is he right? What's wrong with just mandating masks, you know, in Greater Sydney? Well, what uh, New South Wales is doing is using the structure that Australia established right from the outset, which has allowed us at a time of 700,000 cases a day, record daily case numbers uh, in the last week, sadly record loss of life in the last week, to use the Australian rings of containment approach. And that is uh, we have a local lockdown. We have a second ring around Sydney with uh, uh, also additional measures, but... What New South Wales has done, they've taken the Commonwealth hotspot definition, they've reacted immediately and uh, we think that that's uh, appropriate and if more is needed, more will be done. And so it's a partnership mm. between New South Wales, uh, the Commonwealth and the, uh, the people of Sydney and uh, what we're seeing is obviously those in the Northern Beaches area under the most severe restrictions but uh, significant other measures taken right across Sydney. We've done this. We know how to flatten the curve in Australia. It is challenging. It's always hard on the population. Uh, but right now, uh, the people of Sydney are responding magnificently. And they are responding by getting tested as well. As you mentioned, 28,000 in the last period where we had the numbers. But many are waiting hours and hours, eight hours, we've heard in some areas, then to be turned away to be brought back the next day. The member for Warringah has requested more testing centres and medical staff. Is that being actioned? Well, I actually rang Zali yesterday and as a consequence of that she uh, came up with some suggestions that Jason Falinski had uh, primarily already uh, outlined. So what we've seen is a 700% increase in testing at uh, the uh, Commonwealth clinics uh, within the area. Uh, we've seen New South Wales established pop-up clinics. We're providing support for uh, testing in retirement villages as well as in uh, aged care homes, uh, Commonwealth uh, support. Uh, there are 380 defence personnel on the ground as part of Operation COVID Assist in New South Wales and we're adding an extra 50 today which has been authorised by the Prime Minister and the Defence Minister to the national effort. Uh, Victoria in particular had sought that support. So over 1,500 defence personnel Australia-wide, additional support in aged care, additional support in testing. Uh, New South Wales has adopted a triaging approach and uh, that means that they're identifying those that are of uh, greatest risk or need 
and we've uh, stepped up and provided what's called asymptomatic testing, mm. which means that uh, anybody within the area can seek a test. Well, I've got to say, the testing that we experienced on the weekend, my family and I went on Saturday, we waited only half an hour. It was just run absolutely brilliantly. We are outside that Northern Beaches area, but the still, it was, it was brilliant. It really was. Yeah, our pathologists uh, have been uh, unsung heroes during mm. the course of the year. They are literally the front line yeah. and uh, they've done an amazing job. It is challenging and I want to thank everybody, but uh, leave the message as we've had all through the year. We'll get through it and there'll be difficult days over uh, you know, the months ahead, uh, but compared with any country in the world going into Christmas, we are as well-placed and uh, I think the vast majority of the world would love to be where Australia is. Yeah, it's a good thing to remember. Health Minister Greg Hunt, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Take care. Here's Matt. Thanks, Mon. Some reassuring words there from the Health Minister. Well, let's take a look at where those COVID case locations and alerts are in Sydney. The majority of them, and of course, in the Northern Beaches area, with some in Surrey Hills near the centre of the city, Penrith to the west and Cronulla further south, also on the central coast. Joining me now is the New South Wales Police Minister, David Elliott. Minister, good morning to you. Thank you for your time on a busy day. Uh, the virus has clearly spread outside the northern beaches now. We're hoping we can contain this. Uh, at this stage, we have advice and guidance for the restrictions uh, for Greater Sydney. How are police approaching these restrictions at this point? Well, I can confirm that overnight, uh, New South Wales Police actually in, uh, issued two infringement notices for people trying to breach the northern, uh, northern beaches uh, uh, quarantine zone, which is very, very disappointing that uh, after nine months of people living with these restrictions, they still want to um, run the gauntlet. But uh, the rest of Sydney, as the Premier has quite rightly said, it's uh, a case of if you don't have to go somewhere, don't go. Uh, we've all had to cancel events. I've had to cancel event tonight. Uh, uh, and of course, we want to make sure that uh, we have as normal a Christmas as possible. And the best way of doing that is uh, is taking the advice from the, the Chief Medical Officer. Absolutely. I, I must say I'm relieved to hear the number is that low, just two, uh, two infringement notices, given we've seen 28,000 odd people turn out for testing. Uh, Minister, I know you'll take the advice of the health officials here, but there have been call calls for mandatory mask orders, mandatory stay-at-home orders for outside of the northern beaches. Um, do you have the resources of police ready to do that if that's the, if that's the edict? Well, yeah, we do. Well, there's 17,000 police in New South Wales and uh, like Greg Hunt uh, just said, there's a lot of unsung heroes here, the pathologists as well as the police, and, uh, and they've done a great job. But we really don't want to introduce restrictions that aren't necessary. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and that's why we've restricted the current lockdown to the northern beaches and the rest of it's just advice. I mean, uh, we are, as, as Greg said, uh, the best country in the world when it comes to responding to this pandemic. It's it's world's best practice. And uh, uh, there are so many people that wish they were living in Australia and you just have to look at countries in Europe at the moment where the uh, uh, where by, by ratio, by, by head of population, we've got uh, a much, much lower proportion of people that have not only acquired the disease, but uh, of course, uh, un unfortunately died from it. Yeah, absolutely. We're hoping that uh, this can be contained over Christmas. Good luck to the police as well. Thank you very much to Police Minister David Elliott. Here's Mon.
Thank Thanks, Matt. Medical experts are calling for tougher restrictions to help contain the COVID outbreak in New South Wales. While steps have been taken in Greater Sydney, including restricting in-home gatherings to 10 people and reducing the number of patrons allowed in venues, there are claims that they don't go far enough. Wearing face masks is still not mandatory and there are no rules forcing people to stay at home outside the northern beaches. Joining us now is Professor Brendan Crabb, who is an infectious diseases researcher and recent winner of Australia's Global Citizen Hero Award. Good morning to you, Professor. Congratulations. We'll talk about your award in a second. Just want to talk to you about what is happening in New South Wales. Now, you've said that New South Wales has done a great job so far in containing the virus, but just how much of a risk do you think the state is taking by not having tougher restrictions in place right now? Well, good morning, Mon and, and, and everybody. And, and I've just heard the uh, Minister Hunt speak and, and it's hard not to uh, just broadly agree with, with everything he says. Um, the issue, though, is, is one of risk, as you've just said. Um, nothing is, is risk-free, uh, even with the fabulous public health system that New South Wales has, and, and they really have responded uh, magnificently this year. There is still uh, risk, and, and the safest way uh, the, the most risk-free way to have a COVID-free Christmas New Year period is to throw the book at this. And, uh, and so I do favour mandatory masks. They actually work. They work better than uh, making them voluntary and recommending, recommending them. Uh, that's also restriction-free, so why not do it? Uh, I, I also suggest going harder with, with restrictions to Greater Metro Sydney um, is, is worth doing. Uh, just throw everything at this and, and reduce the risk as much as possible of this being seeded uh, more widely than, than we currently know it is. We keep hearing that the politicians are saying, let's go, let's go hard before Christmas. That's in only four days' time. But really, it's gone hard in the northern beaches, but not in the rest of, of Greater Sydney. If we were to go really hard for the next four days, would that make a substantial difference to what Christmas looked like for Greater Sydney? Well, there's a, there's a better chance of a COVID clear Christmas. You can't, there are no guarantees in this, um, but there is a better chance in going, uh, you know, hard for two, three or four days uh, than there is if you don't. We know that people from the northern beaches have moved out of the northern beaches. We don't know whether any of those have transmitted the virus, but of course there's a chance that they have. So what's the best way to uh, restrict that virus from moving? social distancing and social distancing uh, is aided by stay-at-home measures uh, and, by and, and of course adding mandatory masks to that um, gives yourself that best chance. So it's, it's, a, it's literally a gamble and you can, you can reduce the odds by doing those things and I strongly recommend that that's what happens. All right, well, just to finish on, as we mentioned at the head there, you were just awarded the Global Citizen Prize for your work in championing the, the most vulnerable members of our society. What does helping those most at risk help the rest of us too? How does it do that? Well, you know, poverty and, and those at risk is, uh, is, is obviously helping those. It's not just morally the right thing to do, but what COVID's shown us is it's good for everybody. You know, the, the sort of cornerstone of our society improving and especially uh, the developing world improving, um, you know, the cornerstone of a safer and more secure and more prosperous world is actually to help the poorest, not the richest, uh, but to help the poorest. That's where the great improvements in life expectancy are happening. That's where the reductions in population growth throughout the world are happening. Mothers are having less babies. People are getting wealthier. The world is actually improving for people and it's through 
um, focusing on the poor that's driving this. And so it's, it's not a story that's well understood, but uh, I think COVID has shown a bit of a lens on, on how important it is to, to focus on the, the most vulnerable in our community, um, not just for them, but for ourselves as well. Yes, and it's thanks to the tireless work of people like you. Professor Brendan Crabb, we really appreciate your time and congratulations again. Thanks so much. New restrictions for Sydney-siders as states close their borders amid the growing COVID outbreak. But will it be enough? Well, despite the outbreak being limited to the northern beaches, several states have declared Greater Sydney a hotspot, slamming their borders shut in the process. For more now, we're joined by Assistant Commissioner Shane Schleppi from the Queensland Police Service. Good morning to you. Thank you for being with us. So will there be any exemptions for Sydney residents? Oh, good morning. Yes, pleased to be here. Yes, um, from one o'clock this morning, Queensland residents can travel back into Queensland, either by road or air, from those new hotspot areas that were declared yesterday. However, upon entering Queensland, the Queensland residents will still need to quarantine, but they'll be able to quarantine at their private residence. Uh, it's going to be a huge process, I imagine, for police trying to, to manage that. Give us a sense of the operation and what you've got happening right now at the border checkpoints. Yeah, that's correct. It is a big operation. Uh, we now have police in every domestic airport in Queensland and have had for a couple of days. Uh, to give you an idea there, we met 44 flights yesterday and had to process over 7,000 people through our airports. Wow. Already last night, we've instigated some checkpoints uh, on our road borders. The M1 and the Gold Coast Highway already have our checkpoints reinstigated, as do some of our other checkpoints. Um, so we will have those, those in place, plus we'll, in the short term, have some random intercepts, patrols at the smaller checkpoints on the suburban streets. Over the next 24 hours, you can see the number of checkpoints increasing. Already we've seen increased traffic on the Gold Coast Highway and we've already had to turn people away or put people into quarantine. Assistant Commissioner, what happens to those people who perhaps don't follow the guidelines? Yes, that's really serious. Unfortunately, we've already had four people in the last 48 hours who have breached their home quarantine orders. Um, police will be visiting all those people in home quarantine. Um, but with the four people that have breached it, they have been subject to heavy fines and they've now been placed into hotel quarantine. It's a really serious matter. We're giving those returning Queenslanders an opportunity to stay in home quarantine for the next 24 hours if they return during that period. And we really need them to do the right thing. Uh, they can expect to see police visiting them at their locations during their quarantine period. And if they are found to be breaching it, they will be put into hotel quarantine. Certainly going to be a very, very busy period for police in Queensland over the Christmas period. Uh, Assistant Commissioner Shane Shalepi, thank you very much for your time this morning. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tighter border restrictions across the country have put the tourism industry on edge as they prepare to be cut off from one of their biggest domestic markets. Travellers from Greater Sydney are now either banned or facing two weeks quarantine to enter every state and territory. It's a bitter blow for accommodation providers and tourism operators who were looking forward to a busy Christmas after a year of uncertainty. For more, we're joined by the Chief Executive of the Victoria Tourism Industry Council, Felicia Mariani, and Daniel Gishwind, who is the Chief Executive of the Queensland Tourism Industry Council, and Gold Coast Tourism Operator, Sarah Colgate. Welcome to you all. Good to see you. Uh, Felicia, let's start with you. Victoria had just started recovering from its harsh restrictions and now Greater Sydney market's been cut off. Where does this leave Victoria's tourism industry? Yeah, well, very nervous, I think, is probably what everyone is feeling right now. I mean, we sort of somehow have landed in this spot of being the industry that just can't get a break. And, you know, of course, Victoria has only just started to come out of one of the toughest lockdowns in really all the world. And our operators were starting to see some glimmer of hope. We were starting to, you know, dare we say, get a, get a bit optimistic about the future. And, and, of course, we find ourselves where we are today. So it's a very difficult and challenging time for sure. Uh, Daniel, I imagine you're staring down the barrel of mass cancellations as well. At this stage, Queensland's only closed the border to greater Sydney uh, rather than, you know, parts of regional New South Wales. Uh, is that going to ease the blow at all or is this still going to be uh, brutal for all the tourism operators? It is brutal, Matt. It's been a terrible blow. It's not the Christmas present we were hoping for and certainly has taken us backwards when we were just, as Felicia said, rebuilding a bit of confidence. And that's probably the worst of this, the, the smashing of consumer confidence, not just those from Sydney, but across the country. Everybody is now nervous about booking, making bookings into the future. And that's what really is the cost of this. Mm. Sarah, you're one of the many tourism operators on the Gold Coast who've been gearing up for a big holiday season. Are you already feeling the effects of the border restrictions? And also, have you got any idea on how long this will last for? Has anyone spoken to you about that? We haven't heard from anyone. I did hear um, on the radio this morning the Premier saying that it could be months. We really hope it's not months. Um, we were looking quite good. We had a really, really good day on Saturday, which was um, after all the storms and everything last week. So we had a bit of hope. But yesterday... Yesterday afternoon, everything just went wrong, I guess. Um, mm. Cancellations, people um, not knowing, so they're cancelling anyway. Um, I spoke to a number of the hotels yesterday afternoon and their phones have not stopped with cancellations. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars per hotel. So we've trained all of our staff, we've got everyone up and running and we were very excited mm. for what was going to be, you know, something, some form of business over the next couple of weeks um, and unfortunately this morning is a very different story. Absolutely, yeah, the timing is, is just mm. horrific. Felicia, Devastating. Felicia, I mean, as you've mentioned, Victoria has gone through one of the world's toughest lockdowns. I imagine that what you're facing now really is going to be almost the difference between a lot of these operators surviving or, or going under. I mean, is that what you're hearing there on the ground? Yeah, Matt, you know, it's really interesting because what we're seeing is our intrastate travel is probably going to remain strong. And through all of this, Victorians have been 
they've been real champions and they've been getting out and traveling in their own backyard but that has tended to be people from sort of the greater Melbourne region getting out into regional Victoria but it is our Melbourne based properties that are really really hurting right now and they're the ones obviously that we're really looking forward to the interstate visitation mm -hmm. you know optimism we're all talking about that's the word that's come up here we were all starting to get hopeful to get optimistic but I know as um, you know as the the speaker from uh, Gold Coast actually said we are now in a situation where our hotels are seeing uh, just cancellations left, right and centre, phones have been ringing off the hook and they're really anticipating over the coming week that they're going to see further cancellations into January. And Melbourne has done it so tough. In the month of September, there were uh, recent statistics that were released last week from Tourism Research Australia. For the month of September alone, Melbourne has wiped 97% of its domestic tourism spend that we've lost. $874 million that is gone from our tourism spend when we look at this September compared to last September. So it just gives you some indication of how tough our Melbourne operators are doing it and, and this really just adds just salt to the wound really. Yes, well, it's up to all of us to do the right thing, isn't it? So, as you say, Felicia, our tourism operators can actually catch a break. Thank you all for being with us, Felicia, Daniel and Sarah. We do wish you all the best. Thank you. Well, in response to the COVID-19 outbreak, Victoria has extended its red zone. It means that as of midnight last night, residents from Greater Sydney and the Central Coast should not enter the state. Victorian residents who want to get home have until midnight tonight, but they will have to spend Christmas in quarantine. The Victorian government says that a lack of mandatory masks and stay-at-home orders in New South Wales mean their health authorities aren't confident that the situation is safe. And Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley joins us now from Melbourne. Good morning to you. Thanks for being with us, Minister. So how will you enforce home quarantine for those people who are re-entering Victoria? Are you worried that people are going to bend the rules? Uh, we are very confident that Victorians who have invested so much to get us today to 52 days straight of COVID-free status will work really hard to protect that. Uh, but to make sure, we'll have random checks through authorised officers. There'll be uh, phone and email verifications and I'm confident that the Victorians returning home today uh, will do the right thing, get tested and self-isolate for 14 days to protect us and of course anyone who enters from the red zones of the Central Coast or Greater Sydney after midnight will be subject to 14 days compulsory hotel quarantining. Uh, Minister, all Victorians have been through this. We're hoping that it's not going to be a situation where the Northern Beaches cluster sort of devolves into as, as bad as we fear it might be. Are you seeing any similarities here? Do you think we need to be moving towards um, tougher and more urgent restrictions? Look, we've all learnt a lot as Australians, and particularly Victorians, over the course of 2020. Uh, I'm really hopeful that the close cooperation we have with the New South Wales health officials, that we can share those learnings, whether it's masks, whether it's restrictions, uh, whether it's moves to make sure that the people of Greater Sydney and the Central Coast are protected, but in so doing, also protect the rest of Australia. And I want to uh, really give a shout out to my colleague from New South Wales for the cooperation that they've shown. Mm. But this is a really serious issue and we will take whatever measures we need to keep Victorians safe. Well, your hotel quarantine inquiry report is being handed down today. It's a big day. How critical do you expect that to be of your government's actions? Oh, look, we know that the second wave was linked back to leakages from the hotel quarantine 
uh, first arrangements. That's why we've established the toughest arrangements. Uh, police right across the system, uh, airside checks, uh, no no contractors, uh, a end-to-end -end system where we track people, whether at work, daily testing of every employee. We are confident that we've got the best system in place we can, but as we've seen in Sydney, no system is without risks, and we need to be really eternally vigilant to keep all Victorians, and indeed all Australians, safe until we get a vaccine. Only then will this pandemic be dealt with, and that is still some way off. Yeah, we're hoping that can be rolled out soon. Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley, thank you for your time this morning. For more, we're joined now by the President of the Australian Medical Association, Dr Omar Khorshid. Uh, doctor, thank you very much for being with us. Look, the next few days really are, it seems, going to make or break us, not just here in New South Wales, but beyond as we look at these border closures. Uh, should the New South Wales Government, in your opinion, be going harder? Morning, Matt. Uh, look, what the New South Wales Government has done is absolutely critical. We've got to get on top of this outbreak quickly to avoid the disaster that we saw in Melbourne. And we know that some of the other state premiers would have gone harder. They would have gone with a short, sharp lockdown like we saw in South Australia. That was heavily criticised, but geez, it worked, didn't it? It really stamped out the virus. Now we're able to get back to normal pretty quickly. Not sure yet whether that's going to be necessary in New South Wales, but to the next couple of days are going to be absolutely critical. And it's important that every New South Welshman does the right thing at this critical time. Okay, we've had a few very public outbreaks. Of course, the, the big outbreak in Victoria, then there was South Australia, and then there was Sydney's other outbreak at the Crossroads Hotel at Casula. Do you see that what is happening in the Northern Beaches is similar to any of those three events? Uh, look, what we do know is that uh, New South Wales has a good track record at getting on top of these smaller uh, outbreaks uh, and some actually quite big outbreaks, but they did it at a time when there was more social distancing going on, more concern in the community. And at, uh, what we've done more recently is we've relaxed. Everyone around the country has relaxed and that's why this outbreak is actually more dangerous than any we've seen before in New South Wales. Uh, Dr I certainly don't want to take anything away from what authorities are doing in New South Wales. The contact tracers and others are doing a wonderful job. But you're the head of the Australian Medical Association. I find it alarming to have just heard you say you're not sure yet whether tougher restrictions are needed. By that I mean, why would we take the risk? Don't you think we should just go into a brutal hard lockdown now in case we're wrong? Look, what we've seen is Australians enjoy not having to put up with the restrictions. So one really good option, and probably what I would do if, if I was uh, guidance perigiclean, is actually say, you know, let's do it. Let's do a South Australian style, short, sharp, less than a week lockdown. I know it's almost Christmas. It would be so painful, but it would be a way to give you contact traces, the ability to get it done. You'll not be chasing up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm. Uh, you'll be chasing smaller numbers and then after a few days, start to wind back, and then you're back to normal. Make now, masks mandatory as well, Doctor? Look, I think so. Uh, we, we see Sydney people doing the right thing. They're out and about with their masks on, but it's a really unambiguous message if you say to the community, look, you've got to wear your masks. It's yeah. mandatory. Everyone's going to do it. Let's all do it together. Mm. All right. Well, Dr Omar Khorshid, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Morning, guys.